It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. HBO wasn't going to be knocking on any DMV doors this year, but they clearly wanted to. That and more today on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget, you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can continue the conversation over with me on subtext at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders, where you can go one-on-one with me because I'm your host, David Harrison at dharrison82 on Twitter, credential member of the media and Washington Commanders beat reporter for Commander Country, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the Washington Commanders. Here with you every Monday through Friday, except for when I have to go up to the Canadian border on Sundays. Didn't get back till late Sunday night, so no Monday episode this week, but here we are. Tuesday, we will get through Friday. I'm going to be honest with you, more to follow, but I may have to miss Monday's episode next week as well. It's that time of year. Everybody knows it's the dead period, so this is the time where you get asked to do uh, a lot of things, but here with you as many days as we possibly can every week with our everydayers. As always, appreciate your continued support for the show on Tuesday's episode. On today's episode of Locks on Commanders, we're going to discuss the players' off time. What are they doing with their off time? We're going to talk about some roster cut candidates, Fedaria Mathis's recovery, and we're going to start the show by talking about hard knocks because it turns out we are not going to have to talk much about hard knocks this year. Pro Football Talk reporting on Monday. The New York Jets are getting picked for HBO's Hard Knocks. Mike Florio reported again on Monday, quote, per a league source, the Jets are bracing for the preseason Hard Knocks assignment despite making known publicly and privately their lack of interest in serving as the focal point of this year's show, end quote. But there is something else in Mike Florio's report that stood out to me that makes me believe the NFL and HBO really wanted the Washington Commanders, quote, The Jets, Saints, and Bears have made it clear that they do not or they don't want to do it this year. The commanders, we're told, would do it if assigned. We're also told the league prefers to wait until after the sale of the team is finalized and that the commanders could be this year's in-season option. End quote. Now, that is very, very interesting. So no hard knocks for the preseason. It would appear, again, as at the time of this recording that I sat down to record this, this news is still not officially official It's still just a report, but I feel like it's a fairly solid report, right? So most likely Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets are going to be on the preseason version of Hard Knocks, but they are talking about the potential of the Washington Commanders being a part of the in-season Hard Knocks. So still maybe some behind the scenes, a little bit less worrisome because there's a little bit less uh, pre, you know, preseason, you know, strategy being given away uh, and all these things. But I think this is very telling. That, that that HBO and the NFL, one or the other, or both wanted the commanders to be the preseason hard knocks target. The commander sale originally was targeted, granted, targeted by us, right? Outsiders, we targeted the league meetings at the end of March for the vote 
uh, to, to, to finalize the sale. Jeff Bezos at the time was really the prime candidate, right? Josh Harris was kind of considered the second place uh, candidate. But we all can kind of hope that the league meetings in March, there would be a vote and the sale would be finalized. Now, fast forward all the way to the end of June, and there's a reported special meeting being organized that could be held July 20th. Uh, also could not be held July 20th, but is expected to be held July 20th. And if all goes well, July 20th will go down as a day of inf- not infamy, but fummy. I don't know what the opposite of infamy famously. I don't know uh, for uh, Washington commanders fans as the day that the Dan Snyder era officially comes to an end exactly one week prior to the opening of training camp. And that is the big deal here. Training camp begins July 27th. So even if the sale goes through on July 20th, which we won't officially, officially know until July 20th, we can expect and we can anticipate all we want, but we're not going to really know what's going to happen on July 20th until July 20th. Uh, so if the sale goes through in Washington, okay, now you're the preseason team, then HBO would have less than a week. Because understand, this is July 20th. Seven days later, training camp opens, which means you got to be set up and ready to go at least six days out, right? So you would have less than a week if you're HBO. Uh, to set up, to get all your angles, to get all your lighting, do all, and go through the storyboards, go through the roster. Who do you want to focus on? Who do you want to interview? Uh, getting team guidance, right? Remember the team and then and then and the National Football League has a say in what hits the air and what doesn't hit the air. So that's a lot of time, to, or that's a very small time to do a lot of logistics. Uh, so I think that's why the decision was delayed last year when we found out the Detroit Lions were going to be the preseason Hard Knocks team. That decision came out in March. Here we are, end of June. And we still, again, at the, as of the time of this recording, don't have an officially official announcement uh, that the New York Jets are actually the team. This is just Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, saying that he's being told that the Jets are bracing for it. Um, again, I feel like it's solid, but it's not officially official, right? So all signs point to the league and HBO. It's me wanting Washington, but wanting the new owners, not Dan and Tanya Snyder, which makes a lot of sense because you're trying to turn a page, not just as a franchise, but also as a league. You don't want to have the risk of Dan Tanya Snyder coming in. And honestly, look, if HBO shows up with their cameras, uh, Dan Tanya Snyder, I mean, Dan especially might might decide uh, to make a cameo appearance. Now, with that timeline delayed, I think they had to make a move um, and, and they made the right one. Uh, you know, if you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr and Justin Fields, those are the other three teams, the, the Jets, the Saints and the Chicago Bears. Which one of those quarterbacks is more made for TV? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but is everybody Aaron Rodgers out? I don't know. I think we're about to find out. I really, I would much rather see Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, uh, Coach Sala. Like I'm, I, I like Coach Sala's personality a lot. A lot. I'd rather see those guys than see Aaron Rodgers. To be uh, quite honest with you. Now, this also opens the door for Hard Knocks in Washington next year. If they're not the in-season option, which they still could be the in-season option, even if the team makes the playoffs or replaces head coach Ron Rivera, which would technically eliminate them from being compelled to do it. Right. So for for a refresher. To, in order to be compelled, you have to have not been on hard knocks for, uh, I think, the last 10 years, uh, not made the playoffs the last two years, and not have a first-year head coach. So that's why the commanders can can be compelled this year. But if they fire Ron Rivera, if they make the playoffs, which one of those will happen, not both. Well, not both. I mean, I suppose they can make the playoffs and still fire Ron Rivera. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but they could still, you know, maybe go to Washington. But, hey, look, guys, like we were going to pick you last year like do us a solid and volunteer and Washington could become the second team uh, in the history of this program to actually volunteer. Speaking of volunteers, the NFL did talk to 28 other NFL teams uh, showing that they clearly didn't want to do the Jets, Saints or Bears. And I'm wondering if the Jets have already communicated difficulty that Aaron Rodgers is going to give them. There's also the Pat McAfee impact. I mean, every week Aaron Rodgers is going to go on the Pat McAfee show uh, theoretically or possibly 
and who knows what he's going to say. He might, you know, dog the HBO crews or something like that. Um, but look, this isn't, you know, a negative for Washington. I know a lot of fans wanted the commanders to be on hard knocks, and I get it. You want an inside view uh, of your team, and, and certainly that's exciting. And I'm not going to lie, I would watch it too. Uh, but for for a season like this one with Eric BNB in the house and everything, I think more now you can be more open in your planning ability, right? You can do more things in practice than you could before. Uh, fans who have been in attendance at OTAs and minicamp have been pretty good that when the staff says, hey, no more filming, no more live tweeting, uh, stuff like that. I think most of, most of the fans in, 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 uh, in attendance have, have done pretty well and adhered to those rules. Uh, so players just need to focus on learning and practicing, man. They don't have to worry about the cameras. They don't have to worry about social media and all this other stuff. National media is already pretty low in Washington as well. And I don't know that they'll come away from hard knocks with, more, with a more positive outlook because obviously hard knocks tries to give a positive spin to every team, right? That's That makes for good television. Um, I think, honestly, it could make it more of a punching bag if you see like a bad throw or an exasperated look. I think you could turn Washington into more of a national punching bag. Uh, next year, however, this franchise could have a little bit more of a positive spin on the national level. So next year or even in season would be uh, a little bit better. So that's the news from hard knocks. You know, some of you are going to be disappointed. Some of you might be a little excited. Uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. Well, you know, more to follow on the in season version of hard knocks. We'll see what happens there. But next up, we're going to jump into the mailbag with questions about recovering players, release players, and how the commanders are spending their downtime before they get ready for training camp. That's all coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to join today. Currently, the Washington Nationals are one-and-a-half run underdogs against the Seattle Mariners on Tuesday night with Jake Irvin taking the mound for the Nats against Seattle's Brian Wu. Or you can stick to football where the Washington Commanders are six-point favorites over the visiting Arizona Cardinals in week one of the NFL season with a minus 245 odds to win the game straight up. Whatever it is, don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for being a Locked On Commanders, your first listen of the day, every day, and uh, every day is a special thank you to you for coming through every day. We have an episode tomorrow. We will be back with more. Look, it's special speculation season. It's prognosticating. I don't even know if that's a word season. Projection season. That is the time of year we are in. And then as we hit July, get past the July 4th weekend, we will roll into training camp, camp battles, uh, and all these other things. Of course, if you want to send in your questions for future episodes of mailbag episodes, you can drop them in the YouTube comments, email them to lockedoncommanders at gmail.com, or you can hit me on Twitter or on subtext at joinsubtext.com slash 
Locked on Commanders. We got a question in from Dave Robb, and uh, his question was, how is Fedarian Mathis's recovery looking? Is he working with the team or still rehabbing? I haven't heard much about him so far. Well, you haven't heard much about Fedarian Mathis because there's just not a whole lot to talk about with Fedarian Mathis right now. The defensive line, just like the offensive line, can't make a lot of contact, can't really hit anybody, can't be throwing people around. You're not wearing pads. You're not pursuing and tackling. So that's why you're not hearing a lot about him. You're also not hearing, you know, you're hearing a lot about Chase Young because he's the star player with the fifth-year option uh, situation and all the Montez Sweats in a contract. Your Deron Payne is a big name. Jonathan Allen's a big name. Uh, but, you know, you're not hearing about the guys like Federer Mathis. You're not hearing about John Ridgway, who is still working uh, back from an injury because they're just not these marquee players. But Federer Mathis, you know, for what it's worth, he's been participating in practice. Uh, he's been participating in the reps. I haven't necessarily trained an eye on Big Phil just because of the limitations of what we can really evaluate right now at this stage in the offseason program. But he does look like he's fairly healthy. I did have a have a second to talk to him. He actually went to the podium uh, after one of the mini camp. It might have been an OTA practice. I don't know. He went to the podium at one point uh, in time, did a presser. So, you know, said he was feeling good and stuff. And uh, I got to talk to him. You know, I was talking to him in back uh, before he went up to the microphone. And we we're just kind of shooting the breeze. You know what I mean? And he says he's feeling good. Uh, certainly looks good. Looks, you know, looks nimble. All those things. We're also talking about some other stuff, but um, you know, I, I'm very excited for what Fidari Math is going to do this season. I think that he's a guy. Uh, if you go back to last year, you know, uh, I didn't know a lot about him when he got drafted. Just just being transparent, you know, you can't know every every prospect. I don't cover the draft year in year out. So basically, once the Commanders' season is done, that's when I start diving into prospects. Uh, Fidari Mathis wasn't one of the guys that I really dove into, but once I did, certainly liked what I saw. I thought he was a little big, little little tight. You know what I mean in his movements. But once he got to rookie camp, once he got to the OTAs, mini camps, training camp. Do look fluid, man. He looked nimble on his toes, looked a lot better um, than not. I don't want to say better because he didn't look bad, but looked a lot lighter on his feet, I would say, than I expected him to. Was really excited for his rookie season, man. Really thought that he could be a guy who contributed as a rotational player. Uh, and then unfortunately got injured, you know, in that first week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody in the press box, man, when we when we saw, you know, you see the player go down and your your heart always drops a little bit, but then you go into, you know, you have your work, you have your job, right? You got to report. What's happening? Pull out the binoculars, man. And as soon as you see this, Fedarian Mathis on the ground, you just your heart breaks for the kid, you know. So I uh, had the opportunity to talk to Fedarian at the end of last season. He was there on lock and clean out day. Uh, nothing on the record, but you know, just just kind of again, just kind of you know, hanging out, just just shooting the breeze uh, with him there in the locker room. Said then that he was feeling a lot better. Uh, they still learned a lot, you know, just from being around the guys, being in the NFL meetings and all that stuff. So, you know, you're not going to hear a lot about him until the pads come on. Uh, unfortunately, just because of that. But, uh, you know, if you guys want me to look, I will I will I will set some time up with Fedarian, um, not during vacation. You know, I know there's some there's some shows and there's some media members and that and look, that's there's nothing wrong with it uh, that are getting these guys on their shows and stuff during this this portion of the offseason. And those guys, some of them want to do it. And that's that's perfectly fine, too. I prefer to leave guys alone uh, during this vacation time because they've got, you know, a very long uh, stretch ahead of them. So I, I prefer to leave them alone. But once we get to training camp, you know, it's, it's game on, right? They're coming off the field for practice. So if you guys want me uh, to, to hit up Fedarian on the record, on camera, uh, I will do so for you. And I will certainly, uh, I mean, I can make him the first guy I look for on July 27th if you want me to. If you really want me to hit him up earlier, let me know too. And I will, you know, I'll probably do it like July 20th. You know what I mean? Give him like to like the last week, that final week. He's probably not really on vacation anymore. He's probably kind of transitioning into go mode. So if you want me to reach out to Fedarian, let me know. Um, and I will certainly see if I can get him on the program. At worst, I will I'll hit him up after practice, uh, one of the early days of, of training camp, and uh, let him tell you himself how he is feeling. So I appreciate the question. I feel, I appreciate the concern for the player. To be quite honest with you, like 
I like when when fans uh, show some some legit concern for for a player and curiosity about how the player uh, himself is doing. So I appreciate that question. Uh, you know, looking forward to, to what Federer Mathis puts on the field this season. Next question comes from Keith, uh, my most active. I usually say maybe, but I think at this point, Keith, you are my most active subtexter, and I greatly appreciate. I, agree, I appreciate all the subtexters. Don't get me wrong. Um, if you want to become a part of that community. Uh, again, it's just joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. First two weeks is free. After that, for a small uh, monthly subscription, you and I can uh, go back and forth about commanders football. Keith sends me a lot of things, and he's he uh big fan of Ben Standing, which I'm a big fan of Ben Standing. Uh, so Keith is, so I greatly appreciate it. And, and Keith, I actually told Ben that you sent me a lot of his work uh, on subtext, and he was he was very, uh, very touched by that. So he appreciates that uh, as well. So Keith wrote me and said for Tuesday, these are the six players that I have not making the team. I don't know about cap space changes, but my picks are Troy Apke, Rashad Wild Goose, Dejon Harris, Milo Eifler, Tyler Larson, Dax Milne. Uh, and Keith says I could write my reasons, but I'm interested in your opinion. Thanks. So here's my opinion on all these guys. Troy Apke, first and foremost, Troy Apke. Man, Commanders fans, you either love Troy Apke or you hate Troy Apke. I've never had a bad interaction with Troy Apke, so I have nothing bad to say about the guy. Uh, he looks like a depth guy to me. He looks like a guy that honestly with the talents on this roster, I don't see him making the active roster that he could be kind of like what he was last year. He might bounce from the practice squad into free agency, back to the practice squad, uh, stuff like that. But Troy Apke just kind of is who he is. So I certainly would not be penning him or penciling him in either uh, to your 53 man roster projections, but there's something this team obviously likes about him. Now, again, injuries could happen, knock on wood. They don't, but if they do, then you could potentially see a guy like Troy Apke Cap Rashad Wild Goose is the guy that I will admit I uh, wasn't thoroughly impressed with him. You know, in his gameplay, you know, not not really all that impressed with what I see in practice. But the coaches who know more about this than I do uh, certainly seem to like him. He is getting some reps mixed in with the ones. Not saying he's getting first team reps per se, but they mix these guys in uh, from time to time. So take that, you know, with with that kind of qualification to it. So Rashad Wild Goose certainly not the bottom of the barrel cornerbacks. Certainly not the top, but he is a guy that this team's giving some good burn to in practice. We'll see how that develops through training camp and if he starts getting knocked down a little bit. Again, uh, nothing nothing overtly bad about him, right? Just not, not anything uh, super impressive either. And I feel like with Danny Johnson, with Jeremy Reeves, with Quan Martin now on the roster, I just don't know where Rashad Wild Goose fits in. So he will most likely, if, if I continue to see what I've always seen from him, will most likely be on my projected list of cuts. But, you know, it uh, doesn't mean that he will actually – get cut uh the two linebackers harris and eifler both these guys can make the roster both these guys could get cut really it's going to come down to special teams there's not a huge need for linebackers on this roster with cody barton and jamin davis taking up the top two spots really you could see this team rolling with three or four at the most linebackers uh david mayo being one of them Kalik hudson or milo eifler are kind of my 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 two guys jockeying for that fourth position harris i don't know we, we would take this team keeping a good amount of linebackers for special teams last year they had six linebackers on the initial 53, special teams coordinator Nate Katzer confirmed to me that they had so many linebackers on that initial 53 because of special teams, not because of defensive things. But this season, guys like Chris Rodriguez Jr. Are out there. Uh, we had a conversation not too long ago about fullbacks, potentially if Alex Arma uh, gets a spot on special teams and as a potential fullback on this team. So, you know, a lot of things could potentially happen. I think Harris is probably on the outside looking in. Milo Eifler is kind of on that bubble, depending on how many linebackers they decide to keep Tyler Larson, the veteran uh, offensive lineman center, certainly a guy that I think is on the bubble, especially with the draft picks that they made. But they could keep, they could decide to keep uh, three centers, uh, true centers on the roster this year. If they do, then I think Tyler Larson makes the roster. It's going to come down to math at the end of the day. Dax Milne 
is a guy. His position is legitimately in jeopardy, guys. I talked to special teams coach uh, coordinator Nate Katzer about this, and I, I point blank asked him. I said, look, a lot of us on the outside, fans, media alike, we look at Dax Mill and say this could be the season. He doesn't make the active roster, and he's being challenged by Casimir Allen at a minimum, Mitchell Tinsley as well, the undrafted free agent from Penn State. He's got some punt return experience, not a lot, but a little. Um, and I asked him, is that legit? Or are we, you know, off base here? He said, no, that's legit. There's competition there. And if you can't provide offense and, you know, if you get beat out on special teams, that could be your job. I don't think Dax Millen outside of, you know, you look at Terry McLaurin, Curtis Sammy, Jahan Dotson, Deami Brown, and Marcus Kemp. I think those are your top five wide receivers coming into training camp right now. If they keep a six, you're going to need to bring that special teams ability. So Casimir Allen and or Mitchell Tinsley can take over that special teams role. Then I think Dax Millen's spot on the roster certainly in jeopardy so good list there i think really the only i think the two that i would say that have a better chance of making the 53 man roster uh, over the rest are rashad wild goose just because of the trends and milo eifler um but certainly a good list of bubble guys there uh from you keith so i appreciate that we've got one more question coming from the mailbag from bill coming up next and that's going to be about running backs free agent running back options coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dave, Rob, and Keith both came through with really good questions here on this mailbag episode. We're going to round it off with Bill, who asks, always interested in team instructions to players to keep them in football shape, both mentally and physically, like during upcoming six-week hiatus before July practice training camp. Are there stretches or exercises the team suggests or an athlete or or are athletes left on their own? Do they get uh, to study film through a Washington employees only website or are they restricted? Can they ask football questions of their coaches during the hiatus or is this banned by the NFLPA? So really kind of a three parter uh, there. Question for Bill. I think it's, it's a really good question. And this almost Bill, you almost got me to violate kind of my own rule of leaving players alone during this, this break that they get um, again, you know, it, it's not, not every player is necessarily looking for the break, but uh, I, I kind of just internally just kind of trying to leave them alone for the most part. Um, and I was actually going to wait to answer this question until later in the process and maybe get uh, a couple of guys to answer this question for me. But I know enough of this. If you want a more player centric answer, Bill, by all means, remind me when we get to like mid July and I will readdress it with actual players. But here's just from what I know, just from, from talking to guys just in the past or uh, just understanding the business suggested workouts and stretches yes these coaches absolutely the trainers the strength trainers the nutritionists they all everybody who can give these guys advice especially the young guys like terry mclaurin you know what i mean is he getting a lot of like stretching you know tips no he's not but like Jahan dotson probably still is a little bit you know what i mean emmanuel forbes certainly still is they're getting i call it homework it's not really homework but it's kind of like homework but there's actually a really funny story uh, that i remember from rob gronkowski during his time with the tampa bay buccaneers part of his contract to get his workout, his off-season workout bonus. And I don't know if this was between OTAs and training camp or this was before, but but regardless, it was during a stretch where there were no official team activities, right? He was he was told to send picture or a video of him working out to his to the Buccaneers, one of the Buccaneers trainer, 
X amount of times a week or whatever it was. I don't remember exactly what it was. Gronk wanted to go on vacation and he was going to be active. He's going to work out, you know, during the vacation, but he didn't want to have to like schedule his workouts. He didn't want to have to like, you know what I mean? Go through the formality of it. He wanted to just chill and beat Gronk. So what he did is he took a day and did like six or seven wardrobe changes during one workout, videoed them all. And then just during his vacation, basically went to the archive and sent out some of the videos. So that's kind of a funny story, but yeah, but, but players, yes. Um, you know, if they're, if they need to, whether it's contractually or they're young, uh, if they need to have uh, guidance or workout plans, they have them and they know what to do, but also they're adults, you know what I mean? They're, they're professionals. So there's a little bit of expected. So it's kind of a yes and a no, like, yes, they're giving advice. Yes. They're giving guidance, but they're also grown men and they're expected to be able to do this stuff on their own to a certain extent as well. Film study. Yes. They can do film study while they're away uh, during this stretch of time. Um, some team, I can't speak for every single team, um, but some teams have secured websites, kind of like what you mentioned. They're not like washingtoncommanders.com player access, but there are some, we get access to them during like senior bowl weeks. And, uh, some people who are really connected to like collegiate programs will get access to them through the collegiate portals and stuff like that. Um, I mean, technically I'm not encouraging, but technically if you're like a really smart hacker, you could actually get into them, uh, yourself, but they're secured sites. They have passwords. And yes, there are some film, uh, some cut-ups, stuff like that uh, uh, put in there. Plus, they have the iPads. You know what I mean? The iPads have playbooks. Uh, so that's why anytime you hear about a player's car getting broken into, the first question the team wants to know is, where was your iPad? Don't leave it in your car. Um, stuff like that. So they've got they've got playbooks. They've got film. They can watch. They can do all that stuff. And uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, they are allowed to go to, to the team facility. It's their office. You know what I'm saying? Um, it just can't be mandated. There can't be any official activities. But like, if they want to go to the film room again, don't quote me on that because I'm not hundred percent, but I believe that if they want to go to the team facility, they're allowed to do so as, as their, you know, their, their office. Um, as far as asking coaches questions, that part I'm not clear on. So I don't, I'm not confident enough to give you a yes. you like the, the going to the team facility. Like I said, I'm pretty sure they're allowed to do that. So I will tell you a soft yes on that, whether or not they're actually allowed to contact the coaches and ask them like, Hey coach, I was watching this cut up of film. What do you think on this route or something like that? I don't know that they can do that, but I don't know if they can't do that. Either what I do know is they can't have any official meetings. Uh, and, and if a player has a question, I would think that according to CBA, it would have to be the, co- the the player asking the coach. You know what I'm saying? Like the coach couldn't call the player and say, hey, man, just want to make sure you're diving in your playbook and doing all this stuff. The player would have to contact the coach. If I was if I was a player and I, if I was on the players union, I would want my players to have the ability to reach out to their coaches and say, hey, you know, can we do this? Uh, but again, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So, again, if you want me to bring this up, Bill. Uh, two players as we get closer to training camp or even into training camp, just remind me and I will certainly do it. You're going to have to re-ask the question because I, I do. I keep track of all these questions, but I do delete them once I answer them. So you will have to re-ask the question, but I will certainly uh, be willing to do that for you. Um, it'd be a lot easier on subtext, just being honest with you. Another great mailbag, everybody. I appreciate you guys bringing the great questions every single week. Commanders fans always bring the heat. If you have questions that you want to add to it, just throw them in the YouTube comments. Hit me up on Twitter or email them to lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or send them directly to me. The easiest way to do it via subtext at jointsubtext.com. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thank you for coming through like you do on a consistent basis. And subtexters, make sure your contact information is up to date with me because I am going to be starting some subtext giveaways coming up here in the near future. I've been working with our Tegna legal offices uh, about this, and we are going to uh, start doing some giveaways. I've got some ideas. I want to give back to you all uh, a little bit. So subtexters, 
be on the lookout for that. If you want to get in on that again, join subtext.com slash locked on commanders uh, as we get through this and into training camp and all this stuff. You're going to get a lot of on-site stuff, bonus videos, all kinds of cool stuff. Plus, you can just uh, shoot the breeze with me the way that I do every once in a while with Big Phil because he's a great guy to talk to. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. And if you have anything else Washington Commanders related you want to know or want to discuss, make sure you also follow me on Twitter at dharrison. 82 until we speak again be safe be kind and i'll see you next time for another episode of locked on commanders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.